Hello, and welcome to episode three of Lasers and Lockets, the podcast all about awesome female characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment, and the actors behind these memorable characters. We've got a really fun one for you tonight, so let's go ahead and dive in. News? First, if you haven't already heard, we are now on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and Google Play, so you should be able to subscribe to the show from your favorite podcatcher. As far as entertainment news, Legends of Tomorrow finished out its third season just a few weeks ago, and it was, in my opinion, one of the funnest season finales of this year. Yes, I did give my TV a standing ovation in the last 15 minutes of the episode. Those screenwriters and the actors on that show are incredibly talented. Also, Jess McCallan was promoted to series regular for season four of Legends of Tomorrow. I'm very pleased. She's a talented actress, hilarious, and fits well with the team. Legends of Tomorrow season three just came up on Netflix in the U.S. and hopefully elsewhere, so you should be able to get caught up if you weren't watching it live. Winona Earp, that witty and dark and twisty Canadian series based on a graphic novel, is finishing up shooting its third season in Calgary, Alberta. There is no release date as of yet for its third season, but it's normally a summer release, so I'll definitely keep you posted. If you haven't heard yet, the CW renewed 10 of its series for next year, including Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Black Lightning, and Riverdale. After suffering a bit of backlash after killing off Lexa on The Hundred, CW really has made stronger, more positive decisions regarding diversity in their shows, and I am excited to see where these series go. With the characters on CW, you're bound to find someone you can relate to on a deep level. Lastly, Season 4 of Killjoys will be returning later in 2018. It's typically a summer sci-fi show as well, and that will definitely be one to watch for. You can find links to all these stories in the show notes. Tonight's episode, we'll be discussing one of my all-time favorite sci-fi series, Warehouse 13. If you haven't seen this series, it's definitely one to consider if you enjoy mixing humor, a little bit of steampunk, a bit of science fiction, and a little bit of history, and some fantasy thrown in there too. The show follows a team of secret service agents as they work for Warehouse 13, a secret government branch that tracks down objects imbued with energy from their original owners. While some of these artifacts are harmless and fun, most have some sort of a dark side. For example, Lewis Carroll's mirror allows you to play table tennis with yourself. However, if you're standing in front of it when a flash of light occurs, like perhaps a wild disco ball or a camera flash, it will transfer you into the mirror and the murderous Alice takes over your body. Basically, these secret service agents track down whatever could ruin the world's day, as Artie likes to say, and they acquire it, bag it, and put it in the warehouse. Warehouse 13 is referred to as America's Attic right at the beginning of the series. The show does strong and complex female characters well for the most part, and we'll be discussing the three main characters, Micah, Claudia, and HG slash Helena Wells. <laughs> yes, H.G. Wells is a character on Warehouse 13. More on that later. Let's begin with Micah Baring, as she is pretty much the main character on the show. 
Micah is played by Joanne Kelly, a Canadian actress who had some minor roles in Canada before landing Warehouse 13. From what I could find, she hasn't done too much since Warehouse 13 either, but that didn't stop me from locating other movies and things she's been in to get a bit more of a taste of what she's capable of. She's a pretty solid actor for sure. She was a good fit for the character of Micah Baring, I feel. She plays wholesome with a bit of an edge very well. As other female characters joined the ensemble, Joanne really started to shine. She seemed more comfortable. She's been pretty vocal about the frustrating final season of Warehouse 13, a sentiment I definitely agree with. Um, more on that later for sure. Micah begins the series as an exceedingly uptight character. However, I could see that there was something deeper going on with her character. I wanted to like her from the moment she broke the fourth wall in the pilot episode, but I had a hard time with her character in the first season. It's likely because she squealed a lot and seemed a bit like a stereotypical sidekick gal. This bothered me. However, as the seasons progressed, she became more complex and I ended up really liking her. I mean, really liking her, except for the final season but I don't think that's a blemish on her record. Again, we'll talk about more of that later. Micah develops into a wonderful protector and equal to Pete. She is booky and intelligent and has a lot of substance. I always appreciate that in a character because I'd like to think that we'd all be appreciated for more than our looks. Yes, Joanne Kelly is an attractive woman, and who could resist her dimples? But... Her character is so much more than that, and she does a good job of allowing that character to shine through. Micah's relationship with the other women on the show is one of my favorite aspects of the show. Every single one of them is intelligent and snarky, and you'd probably enjoy being friends with them. I certainly know I'd enjoy that. A secret service agent? A tech-savvy nerd? A displaced H.G. Wells? Heck yes! Micah's backstory plays a pretty big role in her getting more comfortable in her own skin. She harbors a lot of guilt after her boyfriend dies in a deadly shooting before the start of the show. She believes she was late to the meetup and Sam was killed as a result. She also shoulders some stigma of being, quote, the other woman. See, Sam was married, separated, but still married. Several other characters do judge her for her past behavior, and you can see that that affects her quite a bit at the beginning. As Micah grows, her story, to me, becomes one of forgiveness and learning to trust people. The first hurdle she has to overcome is forgiving herself for her past and for what happened to Sam. Then, it's a lot of learning to trust her partner Pete, her boss Artie, and the others on the team. There's also a pretty fascinating storyline between her and her father, and there's a lot of coming together and learning to trust each other with that as well. The relationship between Micah and H.G. Wells was a fascinating one to see. It begins a bit antagonistically, but something grows quickly between the two equally matched women. There is a deep mutual respect between Helena slash HG, and Micah. And I believe they even fell in love a little bit. They are equally intelligent, clever, capable, strong, and quick-witted. 
Micah is the only one who could stop HG from destroying the world in season two because HG feels so strongly for her. You can see it in her eyes. In turn, HG is the only one who could get Micah to come back to the warehouse in season three. Their symbiosis is quite fascinating and fun to watch. It is really rare to find two strong women paired up without the classic tropes of backstabbing and vying for attention. And I think that is attributed to the actors themselves. Both Joanne and Jamie have said in numerous interviews that they didn't want to feed the common negativity between women in TV. And I think they succeeded in their portrayals of HG and Micah in a really great way. Micah takes on a big sister role with Claudia when she joins the team. Perhaps she sees some of the same uncertainty that she felt when she was younger. While Micah was raised in a traditional family, it is revealed at the beginning of the series that her father was scary. Claudia was raised in foster care, and it sounds like she endured abuse as well. Micah mentors the spunky teen and is there for Claudia every step of the way. Micah is always proud of her and encourages her to reach her full potential. This is a good segue into talking about Claudia, I think. Claudia is, in my opinion, one of the most fascinating and complex characters on Warehouse 13. She's probably more clever than everyone in the warehouse. The actor who plays Claudia, Allison Scaliotti, came out of nowhere for me. She's exceedingly talented, and I've followed her career since. Not only is she an actor, but she's also a part of a band called Nice Enough People. They're quite good if you've never heard them. I encourage you to check them out. Allison has shown off her natural talents in Warehouse 13 playing guitar and singing, as well as in Stitchers, her most recent show on CW. Sadly, Stitchers was cancelled after two seasons. I could see its potential, and I thought the storylines were really interesting, but I think it was a bit far-fetched even for sci-fi lovers. Anywho, I digress. Claudia wasn't supposed to be a character for more than just a few episodes, but she was a huge fan favorite and became a series regular, and I am so glad that happened. Claudia's backstory, and her story in general, gives a lot of meat to the show. After her parents died, she was being taken care of by her brother, until he, too, disappeared into an interdimensional rift. After that, she bounced from foster home to foster home and encountered a lot of heartbreaking situations. Eventually, she even ends up in a mental institution. Her backstory, though, builds one of the most relatable and resilient characters on the show. Claudia is a survivor in every sense of the word. Another major aspect of Claudia that I love is that she is not one to give up on anyone. She sees problems through to the conclusion, and she won't give up on you if you're lost, whether physically or emotionally. As much as Micah mentors her, I feel she shows Micah the same patience and loyalty. This helps Micah to be more trusting of those around her. Even when Micah isn't too sure of herself, Claudia is sure of her. We all need someone like that in our lives, eh? Even when we're not sure of ourselves, someone else most certainly is. The last character I wanted to discuss tonight is the charming and fascinating Helena G. Wells, or H.G. Wells. Warehouse 13 decided to go with the conspiracy theory that H.G. Wells was actually a woman, and her brother was just the public face and writer. Side note, if you haven't done this before, try reading H.G. Wells' novels 
as if they were conceptualized by a woman. It is absolutely fascinating and it's quite the experience. I've done it recently and I really enjoyed it. So definitely check that out. Anywho, Helena meets the team in fine Warehouse 13 fashion, trying to steal something from her own home turned museum. There is something so fun and intriguing about having someone from the late 1880s trying to navigate modern life. H.G., like other characters, has somewhat of a tragic backstory. She asks to be bronzed. You'll just have to watch Warehouse 13 to understand that one. So that she wouldn't hurt anyone else and might wake up in a better world after her daughter is murdered. See, the bronze sector is full of people who are potentially so dangerous that they couldn't risk being out in the world at all. H.G. was voluntarily bronzed, but it doesn't necessarily quell the darkness in her. She spends decades plotting and stewing and missing her daughter. She fulfills a really awesome villain-to-hero story arc throughout the run of the show, and by the end of the series, I found myself loving her and wanting her to have a normal life and have it be complication-free. She and Micah have some of the best story arcs together through seasons 2, 3, and 4. Their final scene together made me tear up. You can catch that in season 4, episode 15. I think the title of it is Instinct. The best quote from it, After a tearful hug and the closest Micah comes to admitting she has feelings for HG, HG says, Maybe just coffee next time? Micah smiles one of her adorable, devious smiles and counters. Or save the world. See what happens. The look on Helena's face as Micah drives away. Um, you just kind of have to see the scene. There's, there's pain there and a bit of regret, like she should have said something she didn't. I was hoping they'd bring her back for the final season, but that didn't happen. I'm assuming it was because Defiance was in the midst of its series run and Jamie Murray, who plays Helena, was main cast on that show, so they probably couldn't get her back. I loved the Baring and Wells relationship, that's what they called it. Uh, whatever they were, friends or more, I don't really care. Micah developed into a braver, more certain person because of HG, and HG overcame her darkness for Micah. It was a really wonderful storyline, and I think it was really well done. Now, I'm going to stand up on my desk for a minute and express a, a minor frustration. I will openly admit I disliked the series finale, and I was quite frustrated with the final season of the show. There were some moments in the final season that were really great, and I have to admit that some of them did make me tear up a bit. But here's the thing. The whole thing felt rushed, and they attempted to wrap it up in a pretty bow in six episodes, and I think that's what upset a lot of fans. I still have trouble watching that final season as it nears the finale. I definitely understand that the show had been cancelled, and I appreciate their attempt to conclude the show without a whole Firefly incident going on. I can't imagine how difficult it must have been in the writer's room as they closed up this world that they loved and had invested so much time in. My frustration, I think, mostly came from the relationship between Pete and Micah. I did not see it during the run of the show, and I've watched the entire series five times now. After hiding my series collection in the back of my closet for six months or so after the finale, I tried watching the whole thing again objectively. 
If anything, it was one-sided for Pete. Micah loved Pete, but not in the same way. If Micah was going to be forced to end up with anyone, it should have been HG. The writers didn't go there, and there were likely many factors that went into that, including Jamie's availability. However, I feel it would have been better for Micah to end up with no one than to push a relationship that wasn't really there. Why did a relationship have to be endgame? This was a fun, adventure-filled show, and romance wasn't really necessary to keep it going. Again, this is just my opinion, but I had to get it out there. Alright, I'm going to jump off my desk now. On with the show! In spite of its final season, Warehouse 13 remains one of the funnest series I've ever watched in the sci-fi realm, and I thoroughly enjoyed it overall. I am a Warehouse 13 evangelist, as my family would say, and I even got my dad to devour the series. If you haven't checked it out, I would definitely recommend it. Keep in mind, it's tropey and cheesy, but it's full of heart and it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's one of those shows that would be likely to break the fourth wall if it was a character and wink at you before carrying on. Endless Wonder is definitely right for this one. Alright, that brings us on to this episode's recommendations. Warehouse 13 isn't streaming on Netflix or Amazon Prime in the US, but it may be elsewhere. So if you're living in Canada or wherever, uh, see if you can find it. I bought the box set while it was still streaming on Netflix, and I am so glad that I did because it left Netflix pretty rapidly after that. Also, if you haven't yet checked it out, I definitely recommend checking out the remake of Lost in Space on Netflix. It's a Netflix original series that recently came out. It's quite intriguing, and I'm sure we'll do an episode on it in the future. Alright, it's that time. Let's go ahead and throw it on over to you, the audience. How do you feel about Warehouse 13's final season? Do you have some favorite one-liners or story arcs from the show? Let's chat over on the Lasers and Lockets Discord, or on Twitter, at Lasers Lockets. Hopefully you'll spend some time hunting down Studio 54's Disco Ball, or chatting up your team with your trusty Farnsworth, and we'll see you back here in two weeks for another episode. Until then, get your nerd on, and be awesome. Alright. Alright.